1: Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore and I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 1st of June. In your squiz today, the EU acts on Russian oil imports, a look at Albanese's new front bench, an urgent call for blood donors, and what's in a name. This is your squiz today. With the war in Ukraine still raging, sanctions continue to be imposed on Russia. In a move that will cost Russia billions of dollars, European Union leaders have agreed on a plan to block more than two-thirds of Russian oil imports. That's any that arrive by sea. It's the harshest economic sanction imposed on Russia yet. But Claire, take us through why it's not a complete ban.
2: So for the European Union to move like this, there's 27 countries and they need to agree. Uh, Not all were in agreement with completely cutting off Russian oil imports, particularly Hungary, uh, Slovakia and the Czech Republic, which are landlocked and they really rely on that Russian supply. So to get that Russian oil by sea, that ban will come into play a bit later this year. And when it comes to pipelines where Russian oil is also sent in, to Europe. That's something that the European Union says they'll revisit a bit later in the year. It's a really big deal for those European nations because Russia currently supplies about 27% of the EU's imported oil and also 40% of its
1: gas. There are no plans for sanctions as yet on the supply of Russian gas to the EU. As you say, a hugely complicated thing to get 27 different countries to agree on implementing sanctions that have such a wide ranging and different impacts. So they're a huge deal, not only for Russia and those EU countries, though, it's something that could impact us here in Australia, too.
2: Yeah, of course, as we know, what has happened throughout this war in Ukraine is that it does have global effects, including here in Australia. Uh, We've already seen petrol prices surge. That put prices above $2 and to record prices in some areas. Uh, Also, of course, we're part of the global market when it comes to oil and gas, and prices here are really reflective of what's happening in the world. And as the world races to lock in supply, now that one big player, is being taken out of the scene. Uh, It really does have impacts here, not just for manufacturers who are seeing their energy prices surge, but also consumers.
1: As for the impacts on Russia, the European Council chief says the sanctions will cut off a huge whack of revenue for Russia, money that currently funds their war machines. So they're hoping these sanctions hit them where it hurts when it comes to the war. On to an update on politics here at home, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has named his front bench. His government will have the highest number of women in cabinet ever, 10 out of the 23 positions. We can't run through all of the appointments, but take us through some of the notable moves, Claire.
2: Yeah, so Claire O'Neill is the Home Affairs Minister. She's a new face at that very senior level. Uh, and Tanya Plibersek switches from education to environment and water. She loses the Women's Ministry. That's going to Katie Gallagher. That's seen as a bit of a demotion. Uh, there was a lot said during the election campaign about Albanese and Plibersek, uh, but she says that she's happy. Uh, taking up the education portfolio is Jason Clare, who we saw quite a bit of during the campaign. He was called Mm. out as a good performer. Also, another talking point from the ministry appointments is that Australia's first Muslim ministers will be sworn in. That's Anne Ali from Western Australia and Ed Husick from New South Wales who joined the outer ministry.
1: They will all be sworn in today. To round out politics, the ABC has called Gilmore in New South Wales for Labor. That takes it to 77 seats. Over to China, the city of Shanghai will emerge from two months of strict lockdowns, with most of the city's 25 million residents free to leave the house, go to work, get back on public transport. The lockdowns have come at a cost not only to the city, but to China as a whole. Yeah, because Shanghai is such an important industrial
2: and economic hub, uh, it really has seen impacts not just for China, but also for global supply chains. It's something that we've become a bit used to in the last Mm -hmm. year or so (laughs) and if you've been online you'll see some really interesting maps of all of the ships that are actually just sitting off the port of shanghai uh, just waiting to either unload or load up again so yeah there's quite a bit of unpacking to do when it comes to opening up again
1: the lockdowns have also caused many in shanghai to express some rare anger with china's zero covid policy it saw the city lockdown in early april Back home, the New South Wales Gaming Regulators' inquiry into Star Entertainment Group continues. The inquiry has been told the group is not suitable to hold a casino licence for their Star City casino. Yeah, that's come from the council assisting the inquiry, Naomi
2: Sharp. What she told an inquiry hearing yesterday is that uh, all the accusations of money laundering, criminal infiltration, uh, fraud at the Sydney casino means that their licence is something that they shouldn't have. Uh, She says that having a casino licence is a real privilege and it comes with a lot of responsibilities and given the boss, Matt Beckier, uh, the chairman, John O'Neill, and other several top executives have resigned over the scandals that have come out in the last few months, uh, that it's a licence that should be revoked. She's also
1: questioned whether those resignations are going to fix the underlying cultural issues. The outcome of the inquiry will be released at the end of the month.
0: www.sqpn.com forward slash squiz today.
1: Australia's blood stocks are at worryingly low levels, two days worth and the Australian Red Cross Lifeblood has put out an urgent call for Aussies to roll up their sleeves and get donating.
2: Yep, what they need is supply of A, O and B blood types. They say that they have uh, about 15,500 appointments booked in for the next week but they know that a large number of those won't be able to come and donate and that's because there's a lot of lurgies going around. We all know someone Mm. who's got the flu or got a bad cold or having a really rough time Uh, and also of course COVID is still making a lot of people stay at home so they want people to come forward so that they can fill those spots because they do need the supply.
1: They need at least 17,500 Aussies to donate blood in the next week. Every blood donation can help save up to three lives so a good thing to do. Now, if you know someone who's just chosen a very unique name for their new baby, there's now something you can ask in response. Aside from "How are you going to spell that?", <laughs> and that is if they are motivated by negative frequency dependent selection. Claire, I don't know if it's just how you're going to spell that. Sometimes it's how are you going to say that. Say it too.
2: <laughs> it's a bit difficult sometimes, but yeah, apparently it is a function of what is a biological need. Some parents really tap into this instinct to give their offspring something desirable uh, because it's less common. Uh, so if you're one who's going for Oliver, if they're a boy, or Isla, if they're a girl, you're not <laughs> feeling that vibe, but there are plenty who do because you
1: would know that from your own kid's playground. Oh, yeah. there's some, uh, You hear some unusual names being called across a playground, <laughs> but for me nothing will ever top what Elon Musk and, and Grimes name their children, which I can't even pronounce or spell, so... Yeah, it's that high negative frequency dependence election <laughs> there. Tick both boxes on that one. <laughs> Squiz the day, Claire, what's something to take note of today? Uh, the
2: Australian Bureau of Stats have their national accounts out today. That, of course, is the indication of how our economy is tracking over the last three months. So get ready for
1: that economic growth figure. You love some numbers. Speaking of baby names, it is the global day of parents today. So a big shout out to all the parents out there, or as the Squiz Kids podcast would say, we salute you. (laughs) If you are a parent of an 8 to 12-year-old, jump in and have a listen to the Squiz Kids podcast with your kids. Today they're unpacking Albanese's new cabinet in a kid-friendly way, of course. Baby sloths, artificial intelligence, they really get around the news. Just search for Squiz Kids in your podcasting app. That's all from us today. Have a good one. Happy hump day. Happy first day of June and winter. Stay warm and we will be back with you tomorrow.
0: Hi there. It's Bryce
2: from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at squizkids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women and together honour their legacies.